Hey everyone, and welcome back to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 10. I'm your host, Brent Wagner. Joining me, as always, is my good buddy, Cole. Cole, how have you been? I've been good. Um, invigorated with a new new drive for something. We'll, we'll probably get into that later. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, you're uh, brewing some Pioneer decks. Uh, so what we're going to go over this week is we're going to do the 2021 uh, high impact cards of the year. Uh, you may have noticed a few episodes ago, we did the 2020 cards of the year and we thought with the new set coming out, we would give our, um, our uh, calculations of what we think are the most impactful magic cards in this set. Uh, so basically just like 2020, uh, the way this works is we'll pick cards that had a high impact in, Ideally, multiple formats. Uh, sometimes some of the cards that we're going over today just had high impact and standard. Um, and then we'll go over what we think is the best uh, card in each of the colored categories. So white, blue, black, red, green, uh, gold cards and colors cards, and then our overall card of the year. But th this was really fun to do last time. I think it's a great, um, great discussion when talking about magic cards. So... Uh, I definitely wanted to do the 2021, and we just had the new Innistrad Midnight Hunt set, so there's going to be a few of those cards that we think will be uh, high-impact cards, even though it's very early to say. But, Cole, I guess uh, if nothing else, I think we can go ahead and get started. Yeah, I mean, um, this year, uh, I will say this before we kind of go too deep, this year definitely was a a very slow year in comparison, or like very underpowered year in comparison to, to you know, years past um when we go through it because some of these cards will be like well that didn't seem you know all that crazy and you'd probably be right <laughs> right it's not like the uh since 2019 2019 was like one of the strongest years for magic cards uh that we've had in some time and then 2020 was pretty strong and 2021 is definitely weaker than those years which I also yeah, go I, ahead. I think that's fine Oh, no, I, I like this year, and the, the cards that we're saying, these are, we're very happy to have them. Like, Uro and Oko and, you know, cards of that caliber, they just completely warped Magic, uh, Modern Magic the Gathering. And even Uro, they just warped, or yeah, both of them, they just wrecked all these formats. Uh, so, but these these are largely good, good cards uh, that we're happy to play with. Also, uh, one thing we we did talk about, uh, but we're not going to include any Modern Horizons two cards. Uh, these are just strictly standard sets. Which the, the logic with these cards is we want them to be uh, good in multiple formats if we can help it. So a standard, Pioneer, Historic, and Modern. Uh, less so Historic because uh, I have no awareness of that format but we want it to be high impact in many formats and legacy too uh modern horizons are only legal in modern legacy and and it's in you in a historic so that's why we didn't want to include it but but yeah this should be this should be dope uh so i guess i'll go ahead and get us started uh we're gonna go through the same color pie uh uh wheel as well uh white starting with white so the first one i have is clever luminancer this is the 01 uh wizard that when you cast insert sorcery spell it's plus two plus two so basically super prowess on an 01 body 
this is a card that was terrifying when it came out uh and it didn't really quite catch on with the prowess decks and then when mh2 came out the experiment was was over basically i felt like and um people stopped trying with it but it definitely has that it's definitely a card that's just we should just be aware that of its existence because it could just completely wreck you yeah it definitely um was one of those cards that like when it came out i remember like man i'm gonna just straight die to this thing <laughs> like like pick a god and, and pray is really the the feeling i kept getting from that card it was like all right man i really hope i'll just straight die it was it on the titan talk podcast when they were talking about card like cards from the strixhaven set they said this is gonna or moniz uh said this is a card that's going to make us play this member in the main because it's just like kill on sight card and it still is it's just it's a it's the best one man it's better than other one man plays in in the in the uh, boros or jeskai decks or um or whatever at the time because it just dealt so much it represents so much damage um but yeah i think like it 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 just has was really good and then just got worse and worse and now it's just I did want to include it on the list because it did have an impact, but it just seems like it's it's kind of low right now. Yeah, that's definitely the the feeling I got too. Honestly, um, is uh, I, I mean, I don't know the card. The card was weird because like when it came out, I remember everybody was like, "Oh man, like this card's going to absolutely ruin a lot of decks in the format." Yeah, and then it, it you know just happened not to. Well, I mean, I guess that's not true. It, it did for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next is uh, speaking of cards that were very hot and then now very not is uh, good old <laughs> Palavitor uh, Rosa Elite Spellbinder. This is a card that went right into the Taxes deck. Just another card that said, all right, you gotta pay two more mana. Uh, and, and and to to you know play whatever card and finally um it, it, it and this is a card that still is uh it's still standard legal it's, it's still pioneer legal and definitely a card that like the green white taxes deck that we talked about they would maybe not play it but definitely would have it have their eye on it to, to play um and in modern it was a card in the taxes deck until mh2 kind of destroy the taxes deck i would say but this was a, a very uh very well played card for some time but yeah mh2 that also uh it did survive past mh2 rotation i would say yeah mh2 did that to a lot of decks so like i remember seeing mh2 and i was like he was totally gonna be like top dog deck in the format like, there's no way it's not and then you know like because because I, I saw mh2 and i was like yeah you know we're getting uh Oh god, what were all those cards again? It was like uh like uh Imperial Recruiter, Shardless Agent. I was like, yeah, these cards are so good. Like I don't know. It, it was very surprising to see how little humans actually got to uh to play those. Right. Right. Well this was a card I I I think like maybe like, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if 
in a year if we even include it on the 2021 uh, impact cards? Like, will it make a resurgence as we go into 2022? I'm, I'm not terribly optimistic, but I think, like, I did want to include it because it did have an impact, uh, a decent impact in, in the formats. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, next I have, uh, you may not agree with this, but I, I do like it quite a bit. It's Ingenious Smith. This was the uh, two-mana human artificer that has the ETB effect of get an artifact, and when artifacts enter, it gets plus one, plus one counter. Uh, it definitely is, is like a niche uh, style of card, but it did it was a big part of like insult artifact pioneer to go into white and uh, play blue and just be a blue white insult deck instead. It's just another pretty strong threat. Uh, but this one's less of an impact to me though, but it does, it, it is a pretty strong card though. No, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, that card made, uh, maybe I want that dumb deck in, uh, uh, modern hammer like hammer plays it right that's true uh that's a so like i mean the card is card very good so right yeah it's a very good card um yeah this one i think has has staying power i i do feel like more confident this would stay on the list and as we like re-review 2021 it's because the card's just so strong uh, I, so I guess I'll go ahead and move on. This one is, uh, so this one, we talked about this a little bit offline. It's called, it's just portable hole. It's the one minute artifact. Oh, put it in a hole. The, yeah. The, 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 uh, the reason I, I'm a little mixed on this, uh, personally was we get, uh, the prism. Oh my god, what is that card? The prismatic white... Ending. I was... <sighs> Thank you. I... I said earlier. Yeah, we got Prismatic Ending just prior to Portable Hole, which ending is obviously really good. Uh, then we got Portable Hole, which was less good. But if this came out first, or like we would have... This would have seen a lot more modern play, I would say. Oh yeah, I, I agree on that. Yeah. And it does still like if you're in a, you know, some sort of Urza shell, you would definitely want to play this card. It just says, you know, it adds mana and you can, um, you know, do artifact things with it. Yeah, you know, artifact things. Good, good old artifact things. <laughs> Say no more, just artifact things. It makes your uh, contract bigger. Um, task for blue mana with Urza. Emery can cast it, you know, stuff like that. Just. Lots of you know, artifact things. Um, so that's uh, Cole. That's actually all I got for white. Uh, what What do you think is the? Uh, is there anything I missed first? No, honestly, that that's about it for me too. If I'm gonna be honest, it's, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, it's just like I'm trying to think of like I don't have the old list, but this seems you know not great. Like we didn't get um like not a great year for white in the in these standard sets. Uh, so out of those cards, what is the white card of the year? If you had to pick one. Oh god, that's so hard. I I I personally, well, I think we our argument was at least spellbinder versus portable hole. I was saying the spell. Yeah, no, white 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 was not. <laughs> white white wasn't really a runner. Yeah. It, I mean, I think Paulo is is good. 
I'll be yeah. honest. Like, I, I think, think I think Paulo's probably part of the year. Yeah, I think so too. I but I also think like in a year, like if we do to revisit this in a year, I'm, I'm apparently I'm gonna say this a lot t- today. Like maybe next year, I almost think in a year it might just be Ingenious Smith, like as the the one that like ha- like has better longevity, and just you just play an artifact and it just gets bigger and yeah. it, it finds an artifact and just it's just a very good card. So I I kind of like. I'll put my money in, in Genius Smith in a year, I think. But I think this year I'd go with Elise Bellbinder. Just play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably put, I'd, I'd probably put that in the same. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving right along, we got Blue. Uh, and this we're going to start off with, uh, with a banger. Elrond's Epiphany was the uh, a time walk card that just crushed Standard um, and just defined the standard format. I, I think it's trending down just a little bit right now. Um, it's gone to a fast format. Uh, so it's seven mass spells are tough. Where have we heard that before? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, this was just a, such a high impact card. You just, you played this card. You just made uh, two birds. You took an extra turn. And in your early turns, you could foretell it. Of course, it, this card just dominated standard. This was a pretty good card. The one thing I will say though, it did, didn't really see modern or pioneer play, unless I'm missing something. I just never saw it. Yeah, it, it didn't. It definitely didn't uh, see a lot in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, but this uh, I did. I felt like I had to include it just because of how impactful it was in standard. Um, but yeah. Uh, next I have, this one's, I've, I've made a few gambly picks, but I do like this card. It's a Cemetery Illuminator. This is the card we talked about just last week. The, this, the, I'll, I'll kind of go over the, what it is. It's a three mana, two, three spirit with flying. It has the ETB effect of exile a card from a graveyard. And you can look at the top card of your library and you can cast that card. If it shared a type that was exiled with Cemetery Illuminator. Yeah, I just I think it's still pretty good. Like I don't know, like Spirit you exile a card and just it is card advantage, and I don't know. I, like this one, maybe not the blue card of the year. It's it's hard to pick. It'd be very risky to pick this type of card as card of the year, especially since it's been legal for at the time of this recording today. <laughs> it's been paper, um, but I I do think like we'll look back and. Like this has the chance to be a, a very high impact card of of the twenty twenty one sets, I would say. Yeah, I I could agree to that. Yeah, I don't know. It's I I don't ha- I don't have any uh, any way to prove prove it because it's just been out so recently. So we'll have to kind of put a pin on that one. But let's go ahead uh, move on to a card. Yeah, this is this is a card. Uh, Demolic the the forecasting cost card that was single-handedly going to save Phoenix, the one that co- cost Cole the most money. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the, obviously the card that that we thought might be the card to bring Phoenix back. It really didn't, and uh, I, I, I know Pioneer Phoenix isn't really playing it 
and Modern Phoenix has moved on to not playing it too. So this wasn't quite the card. Uh, yeah, I. They played it for like a day. Right. And then they were like, "Yeah, it's just uh, it's still same problems. We need looting. It's not not Demolic." Yeah, like it. Yeah, it it didn't. I I don't know. I was I'm still super bummed about that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It didn't quite, it didn't quite make it. Uh, it, yeah. it's so weird. I definitely yeah. think it's probably like Modern Horizons two just absolutely like ruined that card out of the format. Right. Yeah. That should be our drinking game. Whenever we say that, you take a shot. <laughs> right, right now you're you're well past tipsy. <laughs> okay, I'm uh, stone drunk right now. Right. <laughs> Next, I have uh, I, I another gamble for me. It's another three mana spirit, the Dream Shackle Geist. Uh, this is the one that at the beginning of your combat you can tap a creature or you can uh, is it the term freeze a creature but they don't untap a creature doesn't untap to... yeah I think I think so yeah yeah you know whatever um, I just I think it's and you know it's obviously still early for these cards but like the the duo is they're they're both pretty good I'm not feel like I think this one's worse uh, but it does have a pretty strong effect of just like tapping a creature and then you can just get through additional points of damage like spirits got certainly got a lot of tools but i don't know if this would be the the better one but i did i felt like i wanted to include it yeah uh, yeah i i i think it's a good card but i definitely could see spirits not playing it right yeah like it, it would break my heart if they didn't or if they did <laughs> like that's, that's i mean that's, that's not my argument on it it's like Oh yeah, they totally play this card, or they don't play this card, and it's fine. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, next, I have uh, <laughs> this one's another new card, uh, but this one I'll, I'll I think uh, will be uh, I'm more confident in this one. This is Hullbreaker Horde, the seven mana, seven eight flash, uncounterable, uh, the big Kraken horror. Uh, so not, notably, this doesn't get bounced a thing in the ice. That's why I wanted to include it. Uh, <laughs> but for real. I, I think this will be a, a player in in certain formats. I think it like it's it could be a control finisher for sure. And we were having a little disagreement earlier of of impact in modern. I think it certainly can be in like the uh, reclamation deck specifically, where you can have basically on turn five you can kind of play it with the reclamation and you can kind of pr uh, protect it. I, I don't think like modern's still in a format a format where it's really fast and you should interact early. So having a big seven mana doofus is kind of kind of sus. But yeah, that's, that's what I got at because like I, I don't know I it, it, here's my thought on the card. Okay, go ahead. If if it's really good, that's amazing. I'm happy for it. I want it to be good. And then if it's not, it's it's definitely not gonna like hurt my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I think, like I think the card has has upside that's really good, and then I can't like I don't know. It's it's very weird in my opinion for that card. Right. I I just I I would say say it's so easy to protect 
that that's what makes makes it so good for me. Like I I I think there's I'm I'm, I'm kind of tunnel vision into playing this in modern. So that's or I you think just want to play reclamation. I you know I played that in Pioneer. Uh, I I think it's I think it's for the best that's not in Pioneer. But man, it's it was fun to play reclamation in Pioneer. Um, I was playing like Reclamation Scarab God, kind of a goofy deck, but dirty so man. Uh, it was yeah, yeah. Reclamation to Scarab God into those spells I counted earlier. And now my creatures it was the best. But yeah, back to Holebreaker Horror. I think like this 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 impact will have in Standard. I think it will have impact in Standard, uh, and potentially Pioneer as a control finisher, uh, and modern so that's what we look for in the blue card of the year yeah uh, i mean i i don't think it's bad uh, i'll put it that way yeah well yeah we'll have to see uh next and actually last on my list for blue cards is memory deluge this is a new uh factor fiction replacement of course but this was a uh good just like a good like the really the best uh, four mana draw draw card effect that you get, that you that they have printed for us, so that's why I, I like this one quite a bit. And this has seen modern play uh, in the same reclamation deck that we were talking about, uh, <laughs> but also just like pioneer. Uh, this is me spoon feeding my fans about do what buy into my deck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sleep on it. Yeah, I don't. I, I definitely think Deluge just is probably one of the better cards to to come out. Um, it definitely uh, has had an impact on uh, on formats. Uh, I think All Runs Epiphany though. That we we talked a little bit about it earlier. Yeah, um, I think All Runs Epiphany though, like like has really warped standard, like to a disgusting degree. Um, whether you like it or not, like it's 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 a a fruit of the format, you know. Right. While so this card like has helped decks be better. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. So you if so that would be all runs epiphany would be your blue card of the year. Okay, without a doubt, at least for this year. Like I think uh, all runs epiphany, uh, grossly has warped. Like modern, or not modern, obviously not modern, um, has grossly warped like standard. Yeah. I'll say that too. Um, I mean, no, I think Memory Deluge is like a phenomenal card though for like the modern format if you play those kind of decks that need it. Or Pioneer. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, I, I do wonder like if we have, but we revisit or whatever. If Deluge, I definitely be think the... we should do a revisit with like New Year's. Oh, I do too. I, I I really want to just because, like, maybe uh, if I'm if my gamble pays off, maybe C- Cemetery Eliminator will be the uh, the cards like yeah, Spirits is now just an amazing deck in Modern, and then we'll and then I'll look so smart. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. And out, and, out uh, of all the years, I definitely think this would be the biggest one to like look back on. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, other years have gone in past, but like to me, like with the power level of this year, it's I think it's it's a it's a good one to be like, hey man, like we said, uh, 
well, what was the werewolf I was talking about earlier? God, I don't remember it. The uh, the, the one, one that, that we played? No, not the one that we played. The one that uh, deals damage. Or not deals damage, but uh, you, you know what the one I'm talking about. It, uh, it gives haste? Yeah, that one. You'd be like, uh, oh, that card was only standard good. And then for some reason, it's like super playable and modern and stuff. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't have... Oh, I, I had it pulled up earlier. I don't remember what it was. But basically, it's the three man two three. Give a creature pl- uh, plus one plus zero plus and haste. And yeah, then it flips and it gives like plus two plus zero and trample or something like that. Trample and haste. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a four three in the backside too. Yeah, that's a good card. But yeah, like like we were saying, like I think that'd be a really cool like comeback too. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. Is there's a good? There, I mean, there was a good chance. Like we talked about in the twenty twenty. We would say like Colossus Hammer is was a we if we if we re-reviewed it it would be the 2020 colorless card but at if we did it in 2020 we wouldn't even talked about it we would have said uh, the two minute artifact would be the best one um, oh my god what's that card what <laughs> amazed my tome <laughs> uh, oh yeah like well we I said, still don't think that card's bad right you know I don't I don't think it's bad either but. Like, it's just kind of like a year happened, and then Hammer Time is now just, like, the one of the most played decks in Modern, and just, like, maybe even in the tier of one of the best decks. It's in the, All of a sudden, it's just, like, amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, with it, like, this is something where we, we could say all runs epiphany today and then next year would we'll be like yeah all runs was good in standard for a bit but then but it was really hullbreaker horror that defined the blue cards of 2021 <laughs> like it, it could be <laughs> no, no 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 i'm not i'm not gonna argue that that's that's definitely definitely fair right yeah and then that will go for white because like maybe um ingenious smith is just like amazing and now a blue white urza control deck like who knows like that could definitely be uh be something so let's go ahead. Uh, I think we're good on blue. So let's go ahead to uh, black. The first one I have, uh, I hate this name, but I like this card. It's Champion of the Perished, the uh, the zombie. You hate guy. the name? Yes, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like Ridden Seven. It's just like I. What's wrong with their name? That's stupid. I, I don't what's, like... What's dumb about it? Uh, Champion of the Parish, do you get it? Like, Champion of the Parish, but this one's dead, so it's Parish. I, I, I don't like it, Cole. Cole, I don't like it. I do not like this name. It's silly. The Wizards needs to quit hiring young kids. Get people in my age bracket simple names. You know, back in my day, that's... Yeah, okay. But this card, but this card, I I like quite a bit. I think zombies got a lot of support, and I think this could easily just be a standard deck. And like it, you know, Champion of the Parish was a, a great human in the deck, in the human deck. And zombies, while being kind of a, built differently, and you know, doesn't span over five colors like humans do. But I do think like this card definitely could be. Uh, uh, you know, it's a high impact black card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I don't know. I, we still got to build the zombies there for pioneers. I mean, <laughs> yes, that we we have not done that. 
Um, but I do, I do think like this is a card where we could look back in a year and say, oh yeah, that was a great inclusion for the tier zero deck zombies in modern. That's we'll say that. Yeah. Okay, next one. So this one is something we missed last week, and I I meant to bring this up to you, but um, I do think like this this will have some staying like some staying power. This is Dread Fugue. This is the player removes their. It's the one with the cleave cost. So you play black, and they have to you discard a card with mana value two or less from opponent's hand. Or you pay three mana and just discards any of their non-land cards. This oh, one... you, you messaged me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Oh, did, did I? Okay. What I, what I like about this card um, is mostly for Pioneer, where you, I, I do think the difference between this and Inquisition Co-Select, you know, that's kind of the obvious comparison, is, you know, you, you get two drops instead of three drops. Or, like... Three and down, two or down. That obviously, but I, do, I think the difference between those two cards is not that much, especially in you know in modern. There's so many like, you know, Luris decks that you know this would hit every card, every non-land card, and there's so many decks where you, it's just it's mostly the same as Inquisition of Kozilek. So, like, if modern would be happy to have this card enter like the rotation if Inquisition of Kozilek wasn't there. And obviously in Pioneer you don't get Inquisition Kozilek, you do get Thoughtseize. I think this is a reasonable card for for those decks if you need want like additional discard spells. So I I actually like this card quite a bit, and there would just be times where you just wouldn't be opposed to playing paying three mana just to rip a card out. And the fact that you just choose the mode that's relevant. I actually like this card. I, I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't include it last uh, last week, but I do think like I, I must be thinking of it really highly if it's one of the black cards I include on this list. So um, I, I do like this card quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you, you messaged me about it. I, I don't know what's growing on me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think like I don't know if this would be the black card of the year, or and especially it's obviously it's early and this is one of the new uh, Crimson Bow cards, so we have no data to support why it should be here. Um, so it's, you know, one of those gambling cards, but I mean, I think in a year we will be, uh, it, it could easily be, uh, we, we keep it on the list. I, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree on that. Yeah. Uh, next is, uh, yet another new card, Graph Reaver. This is the, uh, since it's new, I'll read it. It's the two man three, three with exploit, uh, that when it exploits, it destroys a planeswalker and upkeep you take deal one again this one's early but just the text this is a strong card and i think in modern you may want this in a black deck not this current modern format but if if uh planeswalkers get better i guess you would be happy to play this yeah potentially and just the body's good this is a three three it made two. it makes zombies better uh, for sure. A, yeah, another zombie. That's a good point. Just straight away, just destroy a planeswalker. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, next, actually, last I have is Infernal Grass. This is the two mana destroy target creature. You lose two life. The big reason I wanted to include it because we get all sorts of two mana black removal spells. I said this during um 
the Midnight Hunt episode is this is the best two mana destroy a creature card because there's no like like mana value three or less there's no destroy a creature if it has no counters or you know whatever there's there's a lot of restrictions in in many of these uh, but this one it says just destroy it and you just lose two life and i think that cost is not too bad and i wanted to include it uh but this still hasn't quite cracked it in modern but i still still like it though yeah i like it too yeah yeah I'll call the those those are actually all the black cards I have. I'm very yeah. Uh, very... The black, like I said, this year's gonna be a little, a little weirder. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little disappointed in black. It's it's almost like how do I pick between these cards? They're all pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like like I don't know. I guess if I had to pick one now. I mean, I think Champion of the Parish is just the one that's most likely. I, I think Graph Reaver. Graph Reaver. Maybe, yeah. Black sucks. Yeah, I, I think Graph Reaver. Graph Reaver is pretty high up there. Yeah, there. I had a card initially, but it. Um, you told me it, why it was disqualified. I agree with you, but we'll we'll go over that later. Uh, a different card that's that's black. But yeah, I, you know, I'll go with Graph Reaver. That could just easily be the best black card this year. You win, Cole. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, next is red, and we're gonna start off with a, another good standard card: Goldspan Dragon. Glo- uh, basically, a glory bringer replacement that gave you treasure. This was a card that really, really defined standard. Still does, and and just so good. Like I like this card. Yeah, that card is a uh, who we. <laughs> um, I I don't believe Pioneer Modern cares about this existence. Uh, I know there are Pioneer decks that play Goldspan. Are there? Okay. Yeah. I mean, Goldspan's a Goldspan's a hell of a card. Right. I would say it's just like Allred's Epiphany, just it's high impact in standard. It's why I want it on the list, even though it's in uh, internal formats, it's like mediocre or not played. It's pretty good, though. Pretty good little dragon. Pretty good little dragon. Yeah. Uh, next one I have uh, this was a good card. It's Tybalt's Trickery. Uh, that, this was like part of the banned cards, like the huge BNR that, and. In modern, they're like, you know what? Just we're just not even. No. We're just on it. Just oh. no. <laughs> but for flavor reasons, it was like real. Like, I think Saffron Olive tweeted it for flavor. It's really good that Tibalt is just like completely screwing up modern. I was, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll appreciate it for that. But please, he, ba- he please, did seven ways card. from Sunday. That's for sure. Yeah. You and you know, fun fact: we did try this in Pioneer too, and it is still Pioneer legal. Uh, we played it with Tormod Script, and uh, there's another zero-cost uh, card that we tried it with. Uh, was it just Walking? Or H- Hangerback Walker? I don't think it was that. Or we just basically cast it, countered it. And we ha- we were able to turn to Ulamog sometimes, but there's so many times you just hit the other the other trickery or uh, the other zero-drop. We were really good at doing that. Um, but, but yeah, this was obviously a... a 
card that people played in you just cascaded into this card and then uh you just count cast a emrakul yes it was a a very cool card very very cool yes yes it was great it was like 50 wait so you played tumult trickery four cascaders one emrakul is that the deck so nine cards 51 lands yeah that's great uh yeah i don't i don't miss this card but this was such a high impact in those format and in modern so i definitely had to include this card uh next and last red card i have and this one i'm this may be playing into my biases a little bit but i do like this card just just wish just play a card from outside the game Uh, i mean wish let a lot of decks do dumb things so so resident standard expert had is this a standard card? Uh, I like, don't think I don't think it's using any standard play. Okay, I don't think so either. But in a lot of in my decks, in Twiddlestorm and Lotus Field, it does see play. Um, it's so good. I just it's just so nice to be able to. So in Lotus, uh, Field combo, you played Bastard Mind's Acquisition. That's the four four mana, or you played uh, Granted the Fay of Wishes card, which you removed a card from a non-creature card you know revealed it of course put it in your hand what i like about wish is just you just you get access to all your cards so it's just like all right i'm going to continue comboing and then i'll cast grape shot or i'll cast whatever or it's like it just tutors for whatever card is relevant this card's just awesome and i i know in the decks in both my degenerate combo decks this is just a great card to have added to the deck so I, I i like this card a lot um <laughs> so just those three cool just wish trickery and uh goldspan dragon uh, goldspan's gross Yay. yeah don't sleep on the gold yeah i think uh, it's so tough i mean i think i still kind of just think tibalt's trickery would be the red card of the year i think it's between that or goldspan yeah yeah, it's, it's, as much as I want it to be Wish. And although Wish is the only card of the three that has had seen play in Modern and Pioneer, a Trickery was only Modern, and, and the Dragon's really only Standard for the most part. Yeah. Kind of weird one to pick. I, I think I'll still go with Trickery just because it, it caused... Basically, it got banned out of Modern just like... And the huge suite of bands, they were like, yeah, yeah, that just Super don't play band. that card. Yeah. And just, like, completely... I, I do think, like, you know, we obviously joke about, like, Oko and Hogak, those car, those those formats, because they just felt like they just never ended. Trickery was only in the format for... for I, I do think, like, Trickery, if it would have lasted as long, people would have bitched and complained about it as much as they did Hogak and other formats. It was, I think this was, like, a really bad modern format when this was legal. And they just took care of it pretty quickly. That's why it doesn't get compared to like Hogak or Eldrazi Winter or whatever else. Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair. That, yeah, that's fair. That's... Yeah, it may not be a, even a, that hot of a take, but like that and the Cascade into uh, Tibby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, let's old, go with... t- good old tipsters. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Ahead. I'll lock in Tibalt's trickery. I think that's that's a good. That's. One. I think that's a good lock in, honestly. Yeah. 
Uh, next is my favorite color, green. Uh, and we're going to start with a card that is... Uh, it's hurting my wallet, Cole. It's Cultivator Colossus. It's a seven mana plant beast. I've just seen uh so many and i would i would have talked about this with just a normal episode but i shared with cole like the start of a turn in amulet titan it's like a pretty humble board dryad amulet three lands and then later in the turn they cast cultivator colossus they play a hundred lands and they have so much mana and they just win with uh it's just insane they they drew like 15 cards or so and added so much man, it ramped them, and they cast so many other spells. They just won with, uh, I think they won with uh, the Valakut, but they could have won however they wanted. But this, so uh, so because it's a new card, it's the seven mana uh, star star power and toughness is equal to the number of lands. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand on the battlefield tapped. If you do, draw a card and repeat the process. So. An amulet or uh, decks that may have a lot, like a lot of mana sources, you could just like play a land, draw a card, and then play another land and just like, kind of do it a lot and just do insane ramping. Yeah. Uh, this, I mean, it's obviously. La- I I don't remember the commentary we had last week. I, I do want to listen to my initial opinion because I was like very poo poo on the card, but I just did a complete 180 and enough to really include it in today's discussion. So. I, I don't know. this I think this card has dope potential written all over it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, these, these it's, effects it's are absolutely standard. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, sta- like, well, well, in standard, it's like seven mana, at least a seven seven at, that probably will draw a card. I, I, I don't know what that deck really looks like. Because it's uh, obviously a seven mana play, so I, I don't know how tough that would be. And, and right now, standard is a very for, fast format, so maybe uh, seven mana chonkers is not what they're really looking for. I don't know, but this 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 one could be if if revisited. I think this has a good chance to be on the list still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up is the Cadillac. This the Ezekiel's Chariot. This card was awesome. This also, once again, really defined the standard format, and still does to this day. Like, Mono Green Aggro is a huge deck, and this is just a crazy vehicle that makes more kitties. Yeah, uh, big old, big old part of the format of standard. Yeah. So funny enough, um, I don't think I shared on the pod about. If I did, I'm just gonna retell it. This I bought a few foils because this actually was in the Karn Wishboard. We just like played this as a you know you tutored for an artifact, and I was so like I I was so in on this card that I bought at least fourteen cat tokens. I didn't not for the dream of just like I'm gonna keep crewing and making cat tokens and just like I'm, I have fourteen of them you know whatever. <laughs> it was just like I bought a few from an art from an artist and they look awesome and then I was like well I like these other ones. And I liked a lot of them, so I bought like two of like the arts that I liked the most. And as soon as I did that, uh, that was like the last time we uh, anyone ever played Eska's Chariot in the Garden Wish board. So I was very bummed by that. But I still have all those cat tokens. But this was still just a incredibly strong card. 
in standard. So this would had to be included in, in today's discussion. Had to be. Had to be. Uh, okay. The one that uh, we both regretly, re regretfully missed, the Thrashing Brontodon Slayer, which makes me very sad, is Outland Liberator, the card that we did talk about in uh, Midnight Hunt, but then the week later we both played it in a local uh, local event. <laughs> this is just, just such a good card. Um, it's uh, like it's still potentially in the amulet sideboard. There's still like internal debates, but it is like a lock in your deck in the Yogmont deck. Uh, and just it's just such a strong card. And unfortunately, it killed my it killed my Brontodon boy. It's just better. It just it's just better. So that that just bumps me out, man. <laughs> that just bums me straight out. It just bums me straight out. I I don't I mean this is a card that's just like yeah it's good it it just doesn't recall the year but just the impact that has that it's just if you're looking for this like a a, a creature that has this kind of uh naturalize effect this is great this is a great one this is a great body and the backside just so good you just kind of keep shattering yeah the backside is insane on my card yeah haven't quite done it yet but never flipped it anyway uh next is another another yogmoth card prosperous innkeeper this one I like quite a bit. The one that gives you a treasure token for two mana, and you gain a life when a creature enters a new control, of course. Um, but this one does see standard play, does see uh, some pioneer play, and def and as I said earlier, just it's a Yogmoth player. Uh, maybe not in today's list, but it could easily come around because it does ramp, and that's just mana is so precious in your deck. Yeah, with our awful mana. <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a mana fixer that that's a word for that yeah it can be considered that yeah okay uh a few more green cards uh this so we had next one i put on is tovalar's Huntmaster. the new uh oh my gosh what's the the grave titan so six mana six six create two 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 wolf tokens card uh i this one part of me was that wanted to include it because i know it was in winota it's kind of the new top end winota replacement and winota is a very good deck in pioneer at this moment so i'm a little biased because i'm because immediately i'm like oh well it's in winota but just the effects pretty good and the backside's also really good too you know, it's just werewolves. Yeah. Just good cards. Yeah, I like it. And I think it's just like, it was also discussed in the Amulet Discord too. Like, hey, do we want this? Do we want more more six mana cards? And uh, no, we, we don't want this one. Uh, speaking of failed amulet experience, the last green card I have is Ridden Seven. 
this one just like uh, Eska's Chariot and Allward's Epiphany and, and other cards. This this just had a high it has a high impact in standard, so definitely had to include it. Um, that just, I don't know. You know, I I hate this card too because the name is stupid. Renan Seven. Good old Renan Seven, huh? Nick, quit hiring young kids at Watsi. Stop. <laughs> uh, okay. Old oh, man. Yeah. You know, back in my day, no. Uh. So quite a few green cards though. Like that was definitely the most of the five colors for sure. We'll have a, quite a few gold cards though. Um I think like what what do you think would be your green card of the year? Gun to your head. Honestly, as we talked about it, it'd probably be the stupid uh oh, what's that dumb thing you just said? The the the, the uh the card for um amulet. Cult of Air Colossus. Yeah. The dumb card. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I bought two foils. I'm probably going to buy the last two because amulet players are playing four. They're, try they're really, you know, it's for science, so it's probably stupid of me to buy more copies of it. But, man, just I just saw those board states, and I'm just like, I want I want that. I want, a, I want a card that says play the next 20 cards of your deck. That seems pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that was probably um, as I'm kind of scrolling through the cards. I think it is, even though it's um, you know it's one of those new cards, so it's like it's kind of tough to it's kind of a gamble. But I do think like if it was it, it may be the Cadillac too, just for the same reasons as the other cards. It's so, such a high impact standard that I want to include it, but like any year, it may just easily be the Colossus. Yeah. Yeah. It could eat, yeah, honestly. It could easily just change to that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Like it would like, be so fast too. Oh oh yeah. It it could be something in two weeks like yes, this is card of the year. It just it's that good. Um so that's it for color, so let's go to multicolor to the gold cards. Uh we're gonna start with Faithful Mending. This is the actual card that really brought Phoenix back, sort of, and then now it's now it's not the deck anymore. <laughs> it's it's just so crazy about Phoenix. Just like yeah, Phoenix, yeah, it's dead. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but in in a Pioneer, this is probably a little bit more interesting. It's also you know Pioneer, you can get away with be a little slower to to execute the the Phoenix combo. Um, but also huge in Reanimator too. Like without Reanimator, it was just black white in modern and kind of mediocre. Then they got this, and then that allowed Teferi and Moldrifter, and now blue sideboard cards. If you cared about that, like so, you got Flusterstorm. Like this, this really is a defining card in Esper Reanimator. So I like for modern alone, this is a great card. Um, and obviously Phoenix in Pioneer 2 uh, is is great. It's just a great card. Like I'd, I'd like this card quite a bit, Cole. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. No, okay, so 
Uh, what I like about it is no, we're not. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this card's awesome. Uh, next I have. Okay, I'm not gonna include uh, because I had one on the list. I'm just I'm just getting it off. This this card, Valky God of Lies. This was originally in my black card, and if it was a black, specifically if we called it a black card, it would easily, in my opinion, be the black card of the year. Um, Valky God of Lies. We call it a gold card because it does actually have a black red casting cost, so you can just pay seven mana for the Planeswalker if you if you want to do that. Um, <laughs> But obviously, this was just an insane card. You just people just played Cascade and like, all right, I'll cast Valky, and then you know do the old um, the wink emoji, and then you'll cast Dipholt and just win the game. This is in that. <laughs> this is a ah, this card's so good, and you could still like this is still a bring to light target too. You just like cast this. And bring the light for Valky, God of Lies, into Tybalt. Into good really, old Tibby. Yeah, this really defined modern. This was a huge card. I mean, uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah, it's it's for the best that we don't see too much of him anymore, but, like, it's still such a good card. This is terrifying. I did play... Uh, for a hot minute, I played the uh, old. Sp this is pre MH2, the Aspiring Spike, uh, Brig Delight, Lurisec. Just Brig Delight Control. And it did play a few Valkies. Ah, that deck was so cool. Uh, but MH2 destroyed a lot of decks. It certainly destroyed that one, too. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's pick a stupid card, or a worse card, I should say. Vanishing Verse. This is the Black White Exile a Mono Colored Permanent. I was so so high on this card when this came out. Wait, wait, and which one again? The... This is the Black White Exile a Mono Colored Permanent. You weren't the only one. We were. I was also super high on that card. I thought that card was insane. I I felt like maybe we were the only ones hyping. Like I think people thought it was good, but I I feel like it it quickly was just like a whatever card. I don't know. It, it kind of got that way. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, I remember I, my argument was like, yeah, Niv will play uh, one of this card. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's true anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they can do better. <laughs> um, but obviously, yeah, black. Yeah, this is just exile monocolor permanent. It seemed pretty cool to me. Um, I definitely wanted to include it because I, it was, um, it definitely scales to these eternal formats too for two mana. Uh, it's definitely an acceptable card. Yes. Um, yeah, nothing more to that. But let's. Uh, speaking of acceptable, this one I would say is quite acceptable. This is expressive iteration. This card was is is and was just bananas. Just basically two mana draw two cards. Uh, yes, this this card is so good. It. It just saved you so much. So much. You're like, all right, I need a specific card. Let's look at three cards, and then I'll you know you get two of them. It has seen play in Pioneer, Standard, and Modern, and I'm just gonna go on a limb and say it probably sees historic play. It this card is so good. It allows blue red decks to be uh so much stronger to have this card included. I like this card a lot. 
Yeah, I do too. It is very, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm sure we'll go, we'll we'll go back to the card in a minute, but let's go ahead and move on to another. Is it card from Strixhaven? This is Prismari Command. Uh, also, this was supposed to bring back uh, Phoenix too, right? Yeah, it's mana. It loots, shatters. I don't know. This card's still pretty good though. Um, you played more of this card, so what what are your thoughts on this card? Which card? The uh... Prismari Command. Oh, I love that card. I love playing blue red. Uh... Oh god, blue red uh, through the breach with that card. It w it was like a great card in that deck. It just because so many times you just like have the half of the deck where it has a, ch a chunk of Emrakul, Los Cientos. Um, the Spanish Emrakul. <laughs> right, the ones you, you insisted that you had to play. Uh, it, yeah, just looting, tre uh, ramp, and just other interaction. This card's so good. So I, good. I loved that card. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, we're still in gold, so next card, uh, Binding the Old Gods. Basically, it's a, just, you know, it's a saga that destroys a permanent and ramps you. You, you get a forest card on uh, uh, the second mode. This card just really good. It, it kind of fell off a little bit, but the impact was so good. Like, this was a, I want to say this was a Niv card, too. Just like a great remove a thing and ramp card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Kurt, Kurt was dumb, if I'll be perfectly honest. Right. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. How good is that? It's a very good card. <laughs> let's let's go with another saga, Showdown of the Skulls. This is the Boros one that basically uh, you exile. So, you know, if you're going to talk about a card that, like, fell off, like, that card, definitely. Uh, Showdown of the Skulls? Yeah, because I remember that card came out, and I was like, that card is... The most ridiculous card to sit across sometimes. Right, and we just—they just banned Escape to the Wilds too, and then they basically just printed one that was cheaper. Yeah, and it had even more upside. I mean, I was playing Standard too, pretty pretty heavily uh, when that card like came out, and you just would just die to, yeah. to the aggro decks that played it. Yeah, and I still—I don't remember the list, but I did see it in a modern deck recently. So it, it this. It just has that kind of power level. It's just so good for four mana. Yeah, yeah, this card's awesome. That card's dumb. Yeah, the last one I have is uh, a card I almost missed, but you saved me. It's uh, Vamakis Lorehold. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Velumakis. That's what I said. Vamakis. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you played this in, in modern. This was in the uh, like a taking turn style deck where you just took all the turns and you kept whacking them for five. It also got banned, or not banned. It just got removed. Well, it, it didn't get banned. As uh, are you talking about historic? I'm. Well, I was referring to its impact in modern. Like you just the the time walk. Like you know, this is the time walk in modern. You just. Played a shitload of those, and he just won. Just by... yeah, you, you played the dumb time walk that <laughs> so your stuff doesn't untap. <laughs> oh, exhaustion. Or not? No, it wasn't. I mean, that card was a different card, but it was the uh, it was taking extra. I don't remember the name of it. I'm not going to. It was taking extra turn, and then uh, 
your stuff doesn't untap. You skip your untap step. Oh. It's not exhaustion? No. Uh, oh God. Savor the moment. Okay. Yeah, you, it's important. three mana, take an extra turn, then uh, you skip your untap step. Oh. Yeah, so you... you uh, yeah, okay, sure. I, I, I don't know why I was so hell-bent on thinking it was exhaustion. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, you played this for a hot second, too, uh, in Modern, right? Yeah, I mean, it was fun. Uh, there were a lot of times that, like, your your opponent just lost. Oh, <laughs> uh, it sure is really fun to, to play against it. You're like, all right, uh, attack for five, trigger. Hey, it's a time walk. I'll, I'll, I'll play it. I'll go again. Attack for five. Hey, it's another. This is a very <laughs> good magic right there. <laughs> I'm glad that we're both having fun. <laughs> Uh, this card. This this is a good card. I like this card. Um, that's actually it for I have for gold card. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's one more. Coma Cope uh, Cos Cosmos yeah. Serpent. Yeah, I almost missed this one. I was actually about to say I was gonna bring it up because I was like, wait a minute, we talked about him. Yeah. No, I I don't know why I thought we. Yeah, definitely had one more. Yeah, this card's this card also rocked. This was right after they gave us um. Well, they. Uh, I remember people like, oh, great, another blue green card, that mythic that's just gonna annihilate me because Uro was still legal in the format. Oh. I mean, it it did annihilate people with Luca. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was one of my favorite decks. To play. <laughs> yeah. It's also just like another like a seven mana card that just you can't get rid of it. Yeah, this card. Yeah. Um, so that's it for gold. Unless, is, do you think I missed something? There were a lot of gold cards, so I could easily. No, miss I, I think that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll ask the stupid question: What do you think is the best gold card? Uh, obviously coma. Oh, obviously coma. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely uh. It, it's EI. Yeah. No, I think it's vanishing verse. I, it's gonna make a comeback for sure. No, obviously, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think we we talked about it before. We obviously agree it's expressive iteration. Uh, just two mana draw two is just incredibly good. And and just, it's even it, it's even better than draw two in a lot of senses. Like I kind of thought about it earlier. Like against Narset, like it, it still does its stuff. Right. Oh yeah. It gets around. You're not drawing. And and you know two mana draw two. It's not even. It's two mana. Pick the best two of three cards. Like just. You get a little bit more selected than that. Two mana draw two is not giving enough justice. No, 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 no. Yeah, because sometimes it's just like, all right, I need lands, and then it's like, all right, great, I'll I'll have my next two land drops because they're in my th these three cards. And just so many times, like, I need a thought seize to win, or I need this to win, or you know whatever, or like I need a counterspell because they're about to play Primeval Titan. Let's <laughs> dig three cards deep. You know, just like it has, it's just so good in so many decks. And it sells so much play in in every format. Yes, it is run around uh, at like almost every format. Right. Yeah. It, uh, it is. It has been everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's go. Ahead. We just have a few more left. Then we'll go over our overall card of the year. 
so colorless is pretty disappointing this year. Uh, we had two cards, and really it's two because I insisted one be included. It's Lantern of the Lost. That's uh, the new uh, relic of Progenitus, but instead of getting the tap ability, you exile a card from a graveyard. I'll stay my ground. I think this card is pretty good. Um, I think it certainly needs to be on this list, but maybe in a year it may not be. Yeah, we, we had this discussion earlier. Yeah, it it's one that when we come back and look at it, it's gonna be interesting where it's at. Yeah. Uh, the other one, this will just prove how bad Colorless was, was Mascot Exhibition. Well, oh wait, and uh, the Celestis. The Celestis, thank you. I did I did not include that, but it should I should have. Okay. Uh, so Mascot ex- Exhibition. Uh. Didn't you say Tron was going to be playing this too? No, I definitely did not say that. Okay. So you were... I thought you did. Maybe you're just trolling me. More than likely. (laughs) Yeah, they were going to play the five mana one that exiles a permanent too. Or not land. Mm. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, nice. That's a good one too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually don't have the the, the Celestis pulled up. But um, yeah, that was a that was a good card too. Uh, that's more so standard, if if I am not mistaken. Oh yeah, definitely. I yeah, know it's a standard card. Yeah. Okay. Like by by miles, it's a standard card. Right. Uh, well, so would you say that would be the card of the year if we're colorless? I mean, that bar is pretty freaking low. What the Celestis or? Yeah, yeah, the Celestis. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a trophy like everyone else, we'll give it a ribbon. Like, <laughs> it's like doesn't. I don't know. Okay. Um. Well, call this. That was fun. Thanks for that. Let's go on to um. Lands. Not. Not a. Not a super exciting, but good lands this year. Uh, we'll start with, uh, oh, well, first we'll go over the flipper land cycle. Um, those, uh, still see standard play and some modern play, uh, or I'm sorry, standard and pioneer play, uh, the lands that just basically flip. Uh, I mean, there were, there, there were modern decks that, like, I know Blue Red, uh, Breach was with tier one for a minute, played, um, uh, I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't, I don't think it, that necessarily, like, like, I don't think they were like, oh my god, if you were playing Blue Red Breach and you didn't play them, you suck. Or like, <laughs> no, made, sure. or made yeah. Blue Red Breach a, like a deck, but you know. Right, but they're just welcome inclusions to um, to the formats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know at the time, like, uh, Pioneer had the huge problem. Just like the enemy color mana base was so much better than the allied color, um, because you got better creature lands and you got the fast lands from Kaladesh. And uh, even the triumphs, they're they're mostly uh, they favor the three color like enemy colors, I guess. Um, so I'd like, so I I was very welcome to have those because like now Gruul gets a good land. They don't have to play Game Trail, you know. They they get good lands. Uh, 
So definitely happy to have that. Uh, also, just because of another cycle, the uh, Slowlands, those are more so standard and maybe some limited Pioneer play, but I, th I do think like they are pretty good cards, too. I think they're good. I definitely think they're real healthy for uh, the other formats. Yeah. Yeah, like, I did. Uh, I did consider. You know, I, I think I said this before. I did kind of consider the blue green one for amulet, but I'm kind of off that. But just as a later untapped blue source for transmute, it it just doesn't come up, and you, you want it to be untapped early. So that's that's kind of why I'm off it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so non, so non cycle or non um, cycle lands that we have left. Uh, the first one I wanted to include was Treasure Vault. Uh, this is a really good artifact land. It does actually see some, uh, some modern play as well, and, and especially in the uh, affinity style decks. Yes. That. Yeah. And yeah, no, I mean it's not too exciting, but it was just like it. It, it is it, it, well, the argument that we both play. agreed on was that it didn't make like that, like it didn't make affinity a deck, right? Like it wasn't like oh man, like thank God they printed Treasure Vault. Affinity is now like the best deck in the format. No, in Genius Smith, you just make seven treasure tokens. You add it's seven counters. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, broken. That's why that's going to be the card of the year next year. Okay, uh, there's a few more cards left. Uh, these are both, or so I'll start with Den of the Bugbear. That, that's the uh, red um, creature land from AFR. This has just seen, uh, like this one I thought was the best at the time, just because it was, you had something to do with your red mana in your aggressive deck, and this one just hits really hard. Um, and just makes uh, it's a uh, rabble master land. This card is really good. I, I think Death of the Bugbear is is probably. I mean, the the problem is like all of them are good except for the white one, really, to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's true. And uh, the last one I have, this one I like a lot is Hall of the Storm Giants. The blue one uh, has, it, a lot of spots has replaced Celestial Colonnade or competes with it at the very least. And just, it's a, it works as a control finisher too um, in, in Pioneer. That is kind of one of the alternative win cons in the deck. I did win yesterday playing Pioneer with this card. <laughs> just keep, kept whacking for seven. It was funny, it was playing against Spirits and... Uh, I stabilized the board. I was like, I guess I'll just attack you for seven. And it got to the point where you just had to keep jump blocking. So it just has that, I will murder you text on it. And you cannot remove it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I guess like, uh, so we did colorless. So what is the uh, land of the year? I, I think, uh, to me, I think I chalk it up to the the modal lands as a whole yeah i think so too i think that was that our 2020 lands also i think it may yeah i think it was yeah yeah i was about to say maybe it was maybe it was like fill the dead but that's 2019 that's pff, that's gonna be 
a lot to go over in 2019. That's why we haven't done it yet, gang. Uh, we have been we have been waiting to do that. We that's it's a always... that's a very long list. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We we talked about it's like yeah, that's gonna be a dedicated episode. Uh, obviously, always dedicate, but it's just gonna be such a. It's probably gonna be a long episode. There's so many cards. That was a, that was a crazy year. Yeah, I think I'll give it to the Moto Lens too. Just very good lens. Then the Bugbear, I think it's actually pretty close second though. Uh, just I think just red aggressive decks. Well, happy to play one or two of these in in these formats and just to kind of deal just a little bit more damage. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Cole, that's that's every card. Uh, what would you say? And I know we agree on this. What would be the overall card of the year? Uh, overall card of the year? Uh, I mean, it's EI. Yeah, expensive iteration. And it's probably not very close either. Like, no, we had, we... e- EI is is super gross. Yeah, it, you know, we did this right after the Midnight Hunt set. But we knew for several months when we talked about kind of this episode, we were, talk, we were talking about good cards of the year. We had some good ones, but as soon as we talked, uh, we were like, oh, yeah, expensive iteration. We were like, okay, that's the card to beat for this year. And then we had the last few standard sets, and nothing really got close to it. Yeah, no, nothing. No. And it's, I know it's not, you know... I have a debate with other people about like MH2 and like including that. I still like, I don't, I don't like including that. Um, and it would probably be a different card of the year if we did include it, but it's got to just be expressive iteration with these, like the, with only allowing standard sets. It's just not close to the best card of the set. Yeah. It's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's just also, yeah, like like we said before, when we review it, I I can't imagine any of these cards that we talked about will replace it. It's just, it just this will be a card I think for some time in the blue in blue red X decks. I oh, cannot yeah. imagine where you do not want this card. I just cannot imagine it. Um, cool. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of like just thinking back to just what we kind of discussed already, and it's just really crazy to think about all the, um, just how the power level has changed. Yes, yeah, going like in the past, like obviously we said 2019 was so strong. 2020 was a lot more, lot. Uh, a lot less powerful, and uh, 2021 is even less so. Uh, you know, strangely enough, um, the last three card of the years, so we're all um, all gold cards. Yeah, Oko, Uro. Well, we haven't we haven't gone over 2019 yet. It's gonna be Oko. Uh, so, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, we've already talked about it though on on uh, you know in our talks like. It, it's a competition for second place. Oh yeah, yeah it is. But all th- the last three were gold cards. They just had the highest impact in multiple formats. Interesting enough. It's not how it used to be. Yeah, no, not at all. 
Yeah. Funny enough. Yeah. All right. Cool, Cole. Well, I think uh, I think we're ready to call it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks for checking us out for the 2021 uh, Cards of the Year. I think this episode was awesome, and we will see you guys next week. Y'all have a good one.